0: Hi, I'm Dane Shiner. And I'm J.V. Hampton Van Sant. And welcome to Be Film Buffs. Hashtag Movie
1: Monday Edition, where we break off from the regular list and talk about something a little different. You see, that one sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you can tell it was recorded at two separate times for me, it sounds better. Anyway, welcome back, everyone. Um, Y'all knew this day was coming. (laughs) You wanted this. You asked for this. No, you didn't. But I'm pretending that you did ask for this because it makes me feel better. Um, But more specifically, today is the day. You read it in the title. We are talking about, well, it's Movie Monday, uh, just to make that clear. Um, hashtag movie monday yay um and we are gonna talk about uh birds of prey i am mm-hmm. so excited
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, so um, <laughs> yes i know you are jimmy oh god damn it i fully like on my drive home like Listeners, we just saw each other earlier today, like, about an hour and a half ago. Yeah. So, um, I, during my car ride home, decided, okay, I'm going to plot out what I might write for, like, a story or whatever. And I realized that, like, I understand why nobody just sort of writes The Black Canary on her own. <laughs> Because I then immediately, while I was in the car, I was like, see, I know that I want four people. <laughs> like, I know that the Black Canary is going to be there, sure, obviously. Not Catagor is one of the four. I know there's a second character that I'm going to make that I'm not basing on anybody in DC. Um, and then I'm going to include possibly Catwoman. I haven't figured that out yet. Hmm. That would be fun. I don't know. Why not? Um and then definitely hush ooh and scarecrow because of course i am and i'm so fucking excited ah oh, anyway um that has nothing to do with what we are about to talk about other than the inspiration for it was the movie so this is a fresh one a real fucking fresh one as it came out in uh like valentine's day weekend of this year oh yeah yes released in february 2020
0: yes indeed released in 2020 also uh directed by kathy yan as well as written by christina hodson uh Ugh.
1: queen's both of them
0: no uh oscars to speak of i um, mean it's early yeah <laughs> Uh, The laugh there,
1: listeners, was because it is probably not going to get one, and I feel like that is a travesty.
0: Um, (laughs) But, well... At least for cinematography, because this was a well-fucking-shot movie. It was well-shot, and it
1: was very well-directed. True. And, like, just, it was so fun. I don't know. It's fun, but also superhero movies don't tend to get, like nominations if they're not the Dark Knight yeah uh, or I guess Black Panther but that like was also unprecedented mm-hmm.
0: in its wins oh yeah mm-hmm. so um, should we even have expectations for this movie we have both seen this already I have seen this movie seven times <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it so far twice. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: Um, They're like, well, I can say what my expectations were the first time around. Okay. Um, So my expectations back then, the first time around when I saw this, um, I was expecting to be entertained by Harley and not annoyed by her. And also be simply looking at the directing. I was expecting a better view of Harley than um, than we got in Suicide Squad. The reason for which, um, well, the reason that I had assumed that that would probably be the case is because I, I found it just tends to happen that when you have a woman direct a female-led action movie, um, it, it, it tends to go better re Wonder Woman and <laughs> things of that nature. Oh yes. So I th- I I had like expectations that I thought were reasonable. And I also expected to see the canary cry and well, spoiler alert, delivered.
0: Yes. But I, guess... I
1: mean not spoiler, that was in a trailer, but fine.
0: Yeah. Um I guess my expectation was just Harley Quinn because I didn't know any of the other characters going into this.
1: That makes me so sad on a core
0: level cuz they're so fun. I'm I'm not much of a DC reader besides like some Batman. <laughs> I'm more of a oh, Marvel I, guy. <laughs> well, yeah, that makes sense.
1: I think um the one that like I don't know. Like the the only one that I had, would have assumed you knew already was Victor's Zazz
0: Oh yeah, and Zazz. And I know a little bit of Black Mask because Oh, that's surprising. Yeah. Uh, He was in uh, Batman Arkham Origins.
1: Oh, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Those video games are a fucking crash course in Batman lore.
1: That makes a lot of sense. And I suppose that would then also make sense why, like, Renee Montoya probably didn't show up in that. Or, like, Huntress didn't, despite Mm -hmm. the fact that Huntress is amazing and I love her. Um, (laughs) Not just because of this movie. Like, she's pretty great just generally speaking Uh,
0: Huntress was in Hush right
1: Um, for like
0: five seconds possibly
1: I I don't know that I watched Batman Hush I read it a while ago I didn't read it yet though I'm like well for research now I have to (laughs) Uh, um, it's gonna be great Um, this is gonna be fun Um, so yeah I think that's fair yeah. it's fair as far as expectations are concerned. Mm-hmm. So, let's give it let's let's dive into this synopsis. Um, I will attempt to contain myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um and I like were it not like 5:30 in the evening, I would have attempted to do Margot Robbie's interpretation of Harley Quinn's voice, which <laughs> is one of the most wild things it's not bad. It's just so strange. I love Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Right. Same, I do too. It's just so interesting because I'm like her. It's it. It occasionally becomes clear that she is from, like that. She's not from. Um, that she's not from the U.S. That comes through rather a lot. I find. Mm-hmm. Um, and you sort of get that vibe a little bit periodically during the accent like not in the moments where like it's not even in the moments like the accent has dropped or anything there's a few but it's in yeah yeah Uh, but like it's into american and not into australian (laughs) which is very interesting
0: yeah, like, it's interesting.
1: <laughs> I guess it's like a multi-layered accent situation, which is fantastic. And she does an amazing job. I, I'm i so pleased.
0: Do we have another Charlize Theron triple accent going on here? <laughs>
1: we do. Yes, correct. Um, <laughs> all right. The film starts with Harley Quinn um, telling her story from the beginning through an animated intro. As a child, her deadbeat alcoholic dad tried to get rid of her multiple times until he finally dumped her at a Catholic girls school. Harley was always a troublemaker, but she got educated and earned a PhD becoming a psychologist. That's when, she, oh sorry, that's where she met the Joker and fell in love, leading her to go from Harleen Quinzel to Harley Quinn. However, They have recently broken up since he helped her escape from prison, which was shown at the end of the previous film, Suicide Squad. And despite Harley saying she was fine, she did not take it well at all and ends up staying alone in a, well, that's judgmental, in a crummy apartment. Girl, whatever. In an apartment. (laughs) (laughs) of editing in an apartment with a hyena that she adopted and named Bruce after Bruce Wayne
0: Harley goes to the Black Mass Club where she gets plastered drunk I love how that's in parentheses on here that is so funny that is adorable as if no one reading this synopsis knows what plastered means uh, <laughs> Jesus H so funny And annoys a nearby thug who insults her She ends up smashing his legs And is told by the club's owner, Roman Siana Slash Black Mask That that was his driver He does nothing because Harley hasn't told anybody That she and Joker are broken up Since them being a couple gave her immunity From the wrath of Gotham's other thugs Harley is out with other women whom she overhears saying that she's nothing without Joker and that she'll go running back to him soon enough. Harley decides to challenge this by driving a truck into Ace Chemicals, where she and Joker used to stay, obliterating the plant into an explosion of fireworks.
1: I feel it is important to mention that Harley has also during um, that club sequence done a lot of drugs as well. Not mm. just drunk, she is not simply drunk. She is also very high. And I think that should be clear um, as she's just sort of popping pills in one scene. Um, <laughs> very subtle. but, um, I think one other important thing to point out here is that the difference is that the difference in time from when she, um smashes the legs of the driver and her being out with other women is seven days
0: yeah that's a quick jump in the movie (laughs) yeah
1: they don't mention it because she's still doing her like doing her um narration like her overlay narration in the very beginning um so it makes sense that they didn't mention it. However, I think it it helps this make the it helps the story make sense later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is like she is in a different outfit like that is a clear thing. But I don't know. There's no indication fully that there's been a time jump. So anyway, um, moments before this, Detective Renee Montoya is investigating what appears to be a mob hit at a restaurant. A flashback shows Helena Burtonelli slash Huntress killing the men inside with a crossbow, which has earned her the name, or sorry, which has earned her the alias, The Crossbow Killer. Montoya then hears the chemical plant explosion, and she goes to find Harley's J necklace, which is a clear sign to both cops and criminals, that she and the Joker are no more, meaning Harley just declared open season on herself.
0: Among the criminals that want Harley dead are Roman and his best friend slash right-hand man. Slash totally boyfriend. Oh, God. Black Mask is so gay in this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And I love it.
1: I would uh, argue so is Victor's ass, except he's a psychopath, and it just looks a little bit different. But yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, best friends slash right hand man, Victor's as a psychopath who carves a tally on his body for every one of his victims. They are shown torturing the Keo family and cutting their faces off.
1: <laughs> I would say his best friend, right hand man, probably his boyfriend, totally his top. Anyway, <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> if, if that isn't fully clear um <laughs> anyway harley is getting her perfect egg sandwich but montoya and a few other pissed off crooks find and go after her montoya tackles harley and causes what is honestly the best sequence of this entire goddamn movie That's um which up. is <laughs> causes her sandwich um to drop onto the street, which has devastated Harley. (laughs) It took losing something I really cared about. (laughs) Whatever. Anyway, that was just beautiful. Um, When she, when it seems like she's cornered, she throws a bag of garbage at Montoya, which blindsides um, one crook and causes him to shoot an in, sorry, shoot an incoming truck driving crook allowing Harley to get away. Sorry, I read that so weird. She throws a bag of garbage at Montoya, which blindsides one crook and causes him to shoot an incoming truck-driving crook, allowing Harley to get away. There we go. Um, Unfortunately, she runs into a large thug that she, the Joker, face-tattooed. But before he can get her, he is killed by Helena on a motorcycle. Um...
0: Harley is then surrounded by Roman's thugs. Montoya returns to the police station where she is mocked by other officers. She meets with Captain Patrick Erickson, who was her former partner that took credit for her hand hard work and got promoted. And District Attorney uh, Ellen Yi, who is also Montoya's ex. She is building a case against Roman, but doesn't have much support from either of them. Montoya is then brought to Cassandra Kane, a young girl brought in for pickpocketing. Montoya then gets a call from Dinah Lance slash Black Canary, saying, yes. ca- <laughs> saying that Cass has a diamond with her. Soon, Harley comes in and tries to go after Cass, but she realizes she is getting ahead of herself in the story. Yeah.
1: Um, there's an epic fight sequence during that, but we'll go, we'll get to that later. Anyway, a week earlier, see, there's that seven days I told you about, um, Roman was telling Mr. Keo um, about the Bertinelli diamond, which contains codes for their massive fortune and is now in Roman's possession. The diamond was also the reason Helena's whole family was slaughtered. Oh, yikes. Um, Keo refuses to. Sorry. Yeah. Keo refuses to work with Roman, which is later. Uh, which is what later leads to the demise of him and his entire family. Re the face cutting scene from earlier. Um, Dinah works at the club as a singer, uh, noted for her beautiful voice. Or, more accurately, her killer voice. <laughs> um, which. At this moment, she is singing the the lovely, lovely song, It's a Man's World. Anyway, or man, man, man's world, whatever. <laughs> fuck it. You know what I mean. Yep. Um, <clears throat> yeah. She later talks to a drunken Harley who admits to her that she and the Joker broke up after a long soliloquy about the purpose of a Harlequin, which is very funny. Um, funny and also poignant. Um... Harley then drinks with another man who later tries to abduct her and was definitely assaulting her in various other ways as well. Dinah sees this and beats the man, er, sorry, beats up the man and his buddies. Roman observes this from his window and is impressed, and he has Zaz bring Dinah up so he can hire her as his new driver. This leads to Montoya, or sorry, this leads Montoya to try And get info from Dinah on Roman, but she refuses to help.
0: Dinah knows Cass because they live in the same building. And Dinah has a soft spot for Cass and she knows she lives with abusive foster parents. Later on, Cass picks Zaza's pocket and steals the diamond, but before she is arrested for other stuff she stole.
1: That, I just realized that this was out of order. (laughs) Like just that yeah. one section is out of order and it bothers me. Um The way that this happens, he doesn't in he doesn't tell her to come up to be his driver. What he does instead is um he sends Zaz down to tell her that she is his new driver. It is not a request. It is simply a she is his new driver. That's the end of the story. Um, because it's either that or probably Zaz murders her. Um and then she goes home, sees Cass. Um, there, she's got a little bit of bruising on her face because of the fight she was in. And then, um, like, after that, she, she gives uh, Cass a little bit of money so that, you know, she can go get some food to eat. And then Montoya shows up at Dinah's apartment asking for information. That's the order in which that happens. Oh, and then Cass steals the diamond um, from Zaz. Anyway, just wanted to make sure that that was structured correctly. (laughs) It's a sequence here. It's important. No, it's not, but that's fine. Just after Harley gets away from Montoya, Roman's guys capture her. She knows she... she knows he had a long list of grievances against her, such as voting for Bernie, pronouncing it espresso, and calling him Romy. Um, Roman smacks Harley around. At which point, she has a fantasy about herself as Marilyn Monroe in Diamonds Are in a Diamonds Are a Girl's best friend sequence. Before Roman can have Harley killed, he learns from Zaz that the diamond is gone. Yep, also out of order, but fine. Whatever. Um, Harley offers a chance to recover the diamond, which Roman agrees to. However, he, he tells her he agrees to it. However, he also just puts out a bounty on Cass, which exactly is what the next line says. After she leaves without telling her, he puts out a bounty
0: on Cassandra Kane. Cut to Harley attacking the police station with colored smoke and confetti bombs. She breaks Cass out, but also lets loose other crooks who want to kill her. Harley fights them all on her own, with a little help from Cass utilizing a baseball bat and lighter, among other things. More (laughs) goons who want Cass and the diamond shows up, and after inhaling some coke, Harley kills them. She escapes the station with Cass in tow and takes her somewhere safe. Inhaling some coke.
1: After inhaling some coke, Harley kills them. Is possibly the best descriptor of what happened there because it's just accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Though granted, it does sound. It makes it sound like she just snorted it super quick, like she just decided she was going to do a line real quick, <laughs> rather than one of them shot. The bags of cocaine that were in police storage. Um, and then it was its powder, so it was flying up in the air, and Harley sniffs the air and gets immediately super high, which is also not how Coke works, but fine. Um, anyway, Roman learns that Harley and Cass got away from his goons. He loses his shit and spots a woman named Erica in his club, laughing. And R- and Zaz convinces Roman that she is laughing at him. Given that he is a complete and utter narcissist, he orders, and a fucking creep, um, he orders Erica to dance on the table and t- and to take off her dress, going as far as to order her friend to cut it off of her. This shows Dinah just how monstrous Roman actually is.
0: I added the actually, but fine. <laughs> Harley learns that Cass swallowed the diamond And goes to a supermarket to buy laxatives Warning her that anyone else will have no problem cutting it out of her They rob their supplies and go back to Harley's apartment Which is above a Taiwanese restaurant run by Doc A kindly man who keeps Harley safe After Harley and Cass go upstairs Helena approaches Doc to ask for Harley Harley then cuts to Helena's backstory after her family was murdered by mob boss Stefano Galante, one of the Galante goons saw that she survived but took her away to Sicily to stay with his brother and sister. They trained brother Helena. Mother, brother Brother and father, okay. Uh, yes. uh they trained uh, Helena to become the killer that she is now. She killed Galante and the mob guys from earlier were the firing squad that killed her family. Zaz is the last name on her list.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, And we realize that throughout this movie, she's killed multiple of them thus far, including the one that was in the restaurant. Now, back at the police station, Montoya finds out that Yi went behind her back and told Erickson that she stole evidence from a crime scene. And Erickson suspends Montoya. I can get this next one, too, if you want. Okay. Harley's apartment comes under attack by one of Roman's goons. The place is blown up and Bruce goes missing. This saddest sequence in this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Harley learns that Doc sold her out to Roman's goons because they paid him extremely well and meant that he could get the fuck out of Gotham, which I also feel like is a very important thing there. Like his his selling her out was a little bit justifiable. (laughs) I thought anyway. Anyway. Also, I feel, actually, theory right here, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it was Doc at the door. Oh. Like, I know that it, they said it was the police. I feel like it was probably Doc letting her know that, like, she was about to be under attack. Huh. So that he would have time to get, like, so he had time to get out, but he didn't want to just leave her. They don't say it, but that's what I'm assuming. Mainly because I don't like the idea of thinking of Doc as a shitty person. I don't think he is. I think he's a nice dude. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, Harley then contacts Roman and offers to trade Cass in exchange for immunity. He agreed and has Dinah drive Zaz to meet them. But Zaz spots a text exchange between Dinah and Montoya uh, to let her know where. They are headed. He informs Roman, who becomes upset and puts
0: on his black mask. Yeah, uh Harley arranges to be met at an amusement park in a spot called the Booby Trap, where she used to hide with Joker. Cass learns about the betrayal as Harley straps her to a toilet so she can pass the diamond. Pass the diamond? That's. I just find that so funny. <laughs> God damn it. Montoya shows up first and fights Harley, nearly taking her in until Harley uncuffs herself and kicks Montoya out of the building. That was a hilarious sequence. Also, fully punch Harley in the tit, and it was the funniest line.
1: Oh, right in the tit is <laughs> just such a good line. Anyway, uh,
0: yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dinah and Zaz show up, but Zaz hits Harley with a tranquilizer and prepares to kill her. Helena shows up and shoots Zaz in the neck with an arrow, killing him. The ladies then confront each other until they see Roman show up outside with a whole army of thugs. Knowing that he has a bone to pick with all of them, Harley suggests they team up to fight them all. They reluctantly agree and grab a bunch of old weapons, Mallet for Harm, Harley, Bat for Dinah, Brass Knuckles for Montoya, etc., and head off to fight. They smash and bash their way through a bunch of goons before Roman manages to kidnap Cass. The ladies are cornered by armed goons until Dinah lets out a supersonic scream to take them down and allow Harley to go after Roman on rollerblades.
1: The canary cry! Fuck yeah!
0: Um, There's a
1: very fun sequence involving uh, Montoya getting shot but being safe because she was wearing a sexy and bulletproof Uh, bustier, which I thought was very funny because that is also the only time that we see any of the women in like super constricting clothing like that, Yeah. which from watching the special features was intentional, which I thought was so fucking cool. Yeah. And also because that one, that one costume was a nod to like, um, a previous Harley costume and video game,
0: which I love. Oh yeah. That's part Uh, of the original Harley costume. At least it looked like it.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was the original one. Uh, no, because that was like a one, one.
0: piece. Um, yeah, it definitely um, had the same color scheme.
1: <laughs> it was her Arkham, her Arkham
0: Asylum one, I think. Uh, it was her Arkham City. She doesn't have that oh. one in Arkham Asylum. Yeah, that's the one. So.
1: Arkham. Yeah, Arkham City. I forgot that Arkham City was a thing, but that's fine anyway. <laughs> um. All right. Harley chases Roman and gets knocked over by other goons. Helena rides by and gives Harley a pull, managing to kill those other goons before causing Roman's car to crash. He takes Cass to the pier and tries to taunt Harley, saying she needs him. Harley hits back um, that the criminals in Gotham should fear her, not Roman or the Joker. Um, because she's Harley fucking Quinn. Anyway, before Roman can hurt Cass, she reveals that she planted a grenade on him and pulled the pin out. (laughs) Harley throws Roman off the pier, where he explodes into bloody chunks before hitting the water. Um, The others join Harley and Cass, relieved that Roman
0: is now gone. The next morning, the ladies gather for tacos and margaritas. Cass goes to pass the diamond... But she and Harley just steal Dinah's car and ride off. Why don't we take the next one, too, because it's like three lines? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Later on, Erickson once again takes credit for Montoya's work in bringing down Roman and his empire. She quits the GCPD and joins Dinah and Helena to form the Birds of Prey using the money in the Burtonelli accounts. Harley
1: and Cass pawn the diamond and ride away with Bruce, who did turn up to be alive. Uh, or sorry, who turned up alive, whatever. Who dis- who was alive, goddammit. Anyway, fine. At- with Harley taking Cass on as an apprentice. Um, Harley says she may be a softie, but she dares anyone else to call her that. <laughs> After the credits, Harley's voice can be heard, getting ready to tell the audience a big secret about Batman, only for the audio to get cut off the biggest blue balls i've ever experienced in my fucking life i was so mad but that's fine
0: <laughs> did you know that batman is being played by that sparkly vampire in twilight ah! <laughs> that was I'm the series. <laughs> oh
1: god it is so like i'm i cannot even
0: um, i i am i am not passing judgment until i see it I, Which I assume is going to be together.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, okay, yes, it will be. And, like, I don't know, sorry, yeah, the yeah in that saddish tone had more to do with the Joker element of that movie. Yeah. Which we've talked about before on here, but, like, I'm just not here for that. Like, I don't, we don't need it.
0: Because, like, here's the thing, I heard, like, very conflicting things about Joker being in it because, like, they've been filming it. We know Mm -hmm. this, but they've just announced until now that the Joker is in it, but not casted. Oh, yeah. No, that wouldn't make
1: like it makes sense, but it also doesn't. Like, I know that if they they probably had to put part of it on hold, I would imagine due to due to COVID. So, like, maybe there was a break in there because they could not actually film but granted, they also would have, in theory, started that casting earlier than now.
0: But so, you never know. I'm willing to bet that it's just for another part of Matt Reeves' Batman series that I think he has confirmed making a series of these. Ugh, oh,
1: fucking shit.
0: And, like, I mean, I'm cool as long as they're good. <laughs> I just, like, I, I honestly, I'll be
1: fine with it. I just don't. Like, I'm tired of Batman. But, I mean... <laughs> it gives
0: us a catwoman of color so i'm fine with it i'm just confused that like is is this batman movie like a reboot of the dc cinematic universe because what happens to like the storyline with like ben affleck's batman and that wonder one's woman gone.
1: i think it, i think they're i know if i recall correctly wonder woman was going to try to just simply be separate from any of those now
0: oh okay um,
1: And I think this one similarly is going to be separate from those, which honestly, I think works better for DC anyway. Like team ups are great. I don't know that you necessarily need like a full I think actually this movie is a good example of it. You don't necessarily need like a full like series to be like multiple movies within a series to become acquainted with characters. You can like learn about those characters very, very quickly. Yeah, you don't like for example.
0: You don't necessarily need, like, a a cinematic universe either.
1: No. And, like, I feel like trying to do it at this point is just going to backfire because people are, like... Or maybe people... I don't know. I think their animated universe is strong. And I think Mm -hmm. that would be where they should do that. Like, that's where they should do that because their animation is incredible and, like I said, very strong. So a sort of shared animated universe would be great. Mm -hmm. um, But I don't know that a shared like mainly because like live action movies take a take a fuck ton of time to actually do not that like animation doesn't but like animation also will cost less Mm -hmm. like overall to do so i think that if they're going to build a cinematic universe that would be the way to do it Mm -hmm. um though okay pros and cons i'm actually going to start with the with one con for this movie. Okay. Which is that they never fucking tell us anything more about Dinah's mom than like a minute and a half in one scene. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of crucial to understand a little bit more about that so we really understand more about why Dinah refused Montoya. Um, like I think a little more backstory for Dinah actually would have been great. Like figuring out like how did Black Mask take her off of the streets? Like what and also what did she mean by like this is the man who t- who gave me a job and got me off the streets? Like what did she mean by that? Like I I think that is a thing that we should hear about. Um, I re- I was listening to the Bechdel cast episode of this, which I, if if y'all were looking at my Twitter. Y'all probably saw that my in my initial tweet, I was like, I'm fucking nervous about this because if I recall correctly, these women have said that they don't like comic book movies. And I'm aware that occasionally I some of my favorite movies are problematic. But um, I didn't necessarily think that this one was. I just thought that like there are things that I knew sort of going in about the characters that made me like them like there i i knew i liked black canary going in but i was blown the fuck away by uh, our now second appearance of journey smollett bell on this podcast mm-hmm. um and like i was so thrilled by how she was how she appeared in this one um there's also this sort of aspect of effortless uh, representation in it mm-hmm. like we have a We have a movie with, like, we have a movie, a superhero team-up movie with three women of color in the main team. Mm -hmm. That's wild (laughs) and so cool. That is not a thing that we've seen literally in any of the other ones. True. And on top of that, we rarely see, like, a, I don't want to call her old that feels rude and also incorrect, but, like, Mm -hmm. an older woman being able to be a hero and yeah. and and here we have Renee Montoya being just that um and honestly also fucking like she nailed, like she fucking nailed it i mean but of course she nailed it it's fucking like she's fucking Rosie Perez. of course she fucking nailed it like what <laughs> like, that wasn't a question <laughs> like come on um my second uh like that my my sort of second issue is that one time issue in the mm-hmm. beginning, it, because it took me like weeks to figure that out. Like I I figured that out on the fifth watch of the movie,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it also didn't take away from it either. Like yeah. it because they do eventually explain that, like, you know, she took the next week to get used to being his driver, mm-hmm. which then sort of in saying that. And then seeing when she makes the call to Renee, you then, like, are able to piece together, oh, yeah, the time then is about a week. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's... A, I don't know. I think they should have probably mentioned it a little bit earlier. Um okay. Like, I don't know. Maybe. But I think for my pros, though, everything the fuck else about this movie. Everything. <laughs> like, everything. Yeah. I love this is a beautiful movie it is colorful it is heavy but light simultaneously like it's it's a really fucking good comic book movie Mm -hmm. like it it feels great one other thing that I really liked was um this was a thing that I remember uh Ewan McGregor and um um fuck why am I forgetting his name Uh, chris messina mentioning in an interview before the movie came out Mm -hmm. which is that they had chosen both of them together had chosen specifically to play both of those characters as gay which there's a i have an analysis thing for this i'm gonna put on my psychoanalysis hat (laughs) the reason i liked that is because they that sort of hmm one of the expectations, if you hear that you've made this villain a gay villain, a gay male villain, um, one of the things that you're just that most uh, most people, I would imagine, would immediately assume is that that's not um, is that they're going to be not as mean to the women in the movie as other people would be but it sort of reminds us that sexism in the gay community is still very much a thing. Yeah. In the in basically every word that Roman says um and every like sort of action that Victor's as takes towards any of the um any of the birds of prey or um any of the women in the movie to be completely honest. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> and it like it really like There was something in that that I thought was really important, but I remember seeing people getting, like, giving them flack for saying that they had made that decision. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, and in subsequent things, like after the movie came out and everything else, it wasn't brought back up. Like, it was a quote from the actors early, early on. Before the movie came out, there was, like, I think it was even, it might have been, the trailer had aired i
0: think okay
1: not the teaser one that was long and had like a bunch of like silhouettes that you couldn't actually see mm-hmm. um not that one but the second one um that trailer had like i think it was after that that they mentioned something about it and I don't know. It made me think, and is also just, I think, a general good reminder, um, along with the rest of the sexism that was in this movie, um, showing it in a way that, like, I think only if you've done any sort of um, analysis of, like, I think either if you are a woman and have lived through it, or if you are... um, not necessarily a woman but you've done some analysis generally surrounding sexism you get to see a lot of what that looks like to different like within different generations across these different um across this whole movie like for example when she um like after declaring that she is now single um suddenly everybody is like oh well shit that means she's uh, that means she's fair game for us to all kill her, despite the fact that, like, as they stated in the beginning, that she is the reason that Joker was able to succeed in a lot of his, like, a lot of his schemes. Yeah. Which I thought made a lot of sense and is, honestly, tends to be true. Also because she has a PhD and is smarter than the Joker, but fine. Yes. <laughs>
0: um okay. So, for my pros and cons, uh, pros, uh, Margot Robbie is fucking excellent in this movie. Like, holy shit. Ugh. She's so good. Yes. God, yes. Um, I also love um how they brought in uh, Harley's background studying psychology with some of her psych breakdowns of other characters. <laughs>
1: oh my god, fucking oh, absolutely! That line, brilliant. she's like, brilliant.
0: you know, revenge rarely brings
1: the catharsis we're actually seeking. Yeah, um... I... <laughs> I'm sorry. When that happened in theaters, I, if I recall correctly, I died laughing because that is the best line.
0: Yeah, because we watched this together, didn't we?
1: Yeah, we did.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also laughed. Um, my personal favorite of Harley's psych breakdowns was the one of Black Mask in the beginning. That one was just great. <laughs>
1: oh, God. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, Wait, was that when she was in the chair having been kidnapped? Uh, no, it was like right after she broke the driver's legs, I think.
1: Oh, It's yeah, Real yeah, quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I was just like, I have a fucking PhD, asshole. Like, <laughs> one of my favorite lines. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, call me dumb. I've got a fucking PhD, asshole, <laughs> as she is drunk and high as hell, which I appreciated yes. so much.
0: Um, oh, also, uh, Ewan McGregor in this is also fucking phenomenal. Uh, holy God, shit. Yes. And, which brings me to my con of... They killed him, which means he won't be back for another movie. Oh <laughs> uh, real. That's Cause like, real. Cause yeah, like it's technically a villain movie, because Harley Quinn. But um because of course they'd kill him. <laughs> uh yeah. but like it's just also a crime because as as you mentioned that they're gay, this brings in the barrier gay trope. <laughs> oh
1: shit. I forgot. Yes. Well, I mean, in fairness, apparently. It was a decision that the, ca- that the actual actors made and True. not the director. True. Like, that it, wasn't a director choice, and it wasn't yeah. listed anywhere.
0: It's also just really coincidental. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> because, and like, I, I want to see, like, Black Mask go up against, like, Batman or some of the other DC heroes. Like, that'd
1: be hilarious. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean... It It's also interesting to think that, like, this is clearly a post-Batman Gotham. Uh, She mentions Batman once. She does. But also, Batman's clearly not there. Yeah, he's not around for
0: some reason?
1: Nor is Batwoman, nor is Batgirl, nor is Robin. Everybody's fucking gone. And I live for that. I live for Gotham with no Bat family. <laughs> like, it is so
0: wild. Um, oh, man. But, like, also, like, if Batman just happens to be around, where the fuck is he? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, where the... Like, I don't even know the... I mean, this also does
1: feel like a thing that he wouldn't even worry about. Like, basically, it. ultimately, when you boil down what the actual thing is, that is happening in this is like it's basically just that black mask bought a diamond tries to get it but the diamond goes missing and they have to find it and obviously we do find it inside of a child which is a problem but well (laughs) fine um and the but it's all happening within the criminal underworld true Like, there's no reason for Batman to actually, like, really notice it, because it doesn't necessarily harm anyone outside of people within the criminal underworld.
0: Yeah, he's probably, like, chasing the Joker or something. That's why he's not in this movie.
1: (laughs) I had also figured that somehow the Joker had died. Like, that sometime during this movie, the Joker definitely died, but nobody really gave a shit. Oh, God. Which... Like, oh, my God. Kind of like how Joker
0: was recast and no one gave a shit except Jared Leto. Oh,
1: my God. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I just... I... Oh, man. I have... I do have another... I don't know if it's a... I don't know if it's a pro or a con, actually. Okay. It's a concern, I guess. I'll call it a concern. Um, Sure. I'm a little bit annoyed that there's a Birds of Prey movie without... Um, without Batgirl.
0: Oh, is she in the Birds of Prey.
1: She is the right. Birds of Prey was founded with the Black Canary, and Batgirl, oh. and that's it. Like that. W- that was initially who the Birds of Prey were. It was those two. Then add. Then they added uh, Huntress. Um, and then from there they added a few more people. But like the first two were them basically renee montoya is sort of in the like in that final sequence um that final fight sequence when they're walking away where renee montoya is that should either be actually that wouldn't be batgirl because batgirl at the time had been disabled
0: oh yeah she's oracle
1: exactly um and they didn't like even hint at it at the end which sort of made me feel a type of way <laughs> Like, I felt like if they'd hinted at it at the very end, like, off camera, they started working with Batgirl, and now they form the Birds of Prey. Just a mention of her, I felt like, is important. Like, yes, bankroll them by, like, like, yes, absolutely have fucking Helena bankroll them. That totally makes sense. But then, and also if I recall correctly, I don't think Renee Montoya has ever been part of the Birds of Prey. Like, right. ever. Like, I'm pretty sure that has never happened.
0: Yeah, she seemed a little out of place there. <laughs> she, her,
1: as a hero, she becomes the Question. Was an interesting name for a hero, but basically that, uh, the Question, I don't know, I don't know, just one of the famous heroes that, um, one of the, actually one of the, I believe the more recognizable, uh, lesbians in the DC universe, which is great. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so that was a canonical thing that I'm glad they included. Um, I don't have a... I feel like I should have a con that it felt like Helena Bertinelli didn't know where the fuck she was the whole movie. <laughs> but it also felt accurate and good and made sense.
0: Yeah, she's off like killing like, a bunch of other people.
1: Yeah, he's like, oh, bitch, I have a separate mission. I have nothing to do with y'all. I, that whole sequence where she's trying to leave. <laughs> and Harley's like, we should fight together. <laughs> and, like, and I was like, I don't have anything to do with y'all. I'm fucking leaving. That's just, ooh. And, like... <laughs> and then, then Black and Harry pulls a gun on Harley. And I'm like, okay. Like this, <laughs> That whole sequence is well filmed and very funny. Also when Harley is stabbing Zaz with the thing. And then Renee shows up. It just does like a couple more stabs. Yeah, just so, that's so good. Uh, oh, that is such good energy to it. Um, obviously, I my favorite is the Black Canary. I think one of the things. Oh, another pro, actually, another pro for me is that uh, the Black Canary in this is played by a black woman, which is the first time that that has happened um in any DC thing. I think. Um, Dinah Drake on Arrow is, uh, I don't, I think she's mixed race. I could be wrong. Um, in any case, it's just, it's really nice. I have a, I have a theory. I've told you this. My theory is that, um, the Canary Cry makes a lot more sense when it's coming out of A Black Woman insofar as it feels like it it came from somewhere like it was sort of rooted in i don't know perhaps the uh all of the traumatic and awful experiences that black women have had to suffer for generations upon generations going back a few hundred years um and wouldn't it be interesting if the cry was a sort of manifestation of the suffering of your ancestors um That specifically just sort of channels up through her and apparently through her mother, which they did mention in the movie. Um, I personally felt like that was a strong like that was a strong thing. Um, Part of my reason for thinking that has a lot to do with the way she gets ready to deliver the canary cry and also the way she passes out at the end.
0: True. Yeah, definitely made a point that she had to build that shit up.
1: Yeah. She like had to like kneel down, start breathing kind of crazy. And then like. And then let out this like scream that delivered physical force, which is like wild, um, like that's a, just a wild thing for it to do. And like to do that and then to have uh, what was the other thing, the reason it. In theory, my initial thought of like, oh, why did she pass out? Oh, m- maybe she passed out because um, because she ran out of air. But that's not how like...
0: Breathing works.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> that would take a while for that to be what happened. Yeah. Um, even if you're like exerting a lot of energy. But I think if you did that and also you were simultaneously also channeling your ancestors like and getting their scream to be delivered through you mm-hmm. it makes sense then that you would become exhausted and immediately pass the fuck out
0: <laughs> yeah um the way i interpreted it was like the sonic scream is so fucking strong that the sensation actually like rattles your brain with g forces that would make
1: sense except for a thing that they did not include in here, but that I know about, um, that I know about Dinah separate from this, okay. which is that because she is a metahuman, one of her metahuman physiology things is that um, her she is not susceptible to the force of the scream. Oh. Yeah. God. Which would make sense, because otherwise anytime she'd do that, she'd blow out her own eardrums and that would be fucking awful. Um <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, it makes sense, but like, I don't know. I think being not like susceptible to that, like to that thing, it could, it could definitely be that it sort of like rattles things around a bit. But also, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel very good about the, about this movie. I will explore that concept further in the audio fiction thing that I might text Gail Simone about and see if I can figure figure out how to get that to maybe DC people. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Make make the audio fiction and then be like, DC, can you just like put a label on this that says it's fine to go out? (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then see what happens then. Uh, But yeah. Um, I guess let's go through the thing.
0: Sure. Uh, Yeah. Ratings. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, one plot is it compelling? Yeah, uh, mm, guess. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a fun little, uh, fun little journey. Of course. A fun little journey, Smollett. Um, ah. <laughs> 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 hey.
1: Well done. Ring any bells? Well done. I feel like I've been punked.
0: <laughs> uh, pacing. Does the story move forward at a reasonable pace? Um, I think so. Yeah, I don't think for it, sure. I don't think it lingered at any time. No, it didn't. Uh, Even
1: on like a couple areas where it might have done so, uh, <laughs> yeah, might might have needed to, but yeah.
0: Um, acting and characters, uh, yeah, the acting was great. The characters were fun. Oh yeah, God, the fight sequences alone. Holy fuck, <laughs> yeah! Oh uh, my God, the freaking um, like the evidence uh, room fight with just Harley and all those goons was fucking. Right. Oh,
1: it was so good part of the reason it's so fun is that like as they were saying in all of the special features harley doesn't have a fighting style she improvises and i fucking live it is so good yeah i'm and glad so to oh
0: sorry <laughs> uh, I'm i would gl- say
1: so to so to put her in an evidence yeah. locker and yeah. tell her like fight these bitches and take them down and she does because, well, of course, she's in an evidence locker. How the <laughs> fuck else do you think that's gonna go? Oh, so good.
0: Yeah, and um, I'm really glad that um for the choreography in this movie, they definitely stuck to their roots with Harley Quinn being a gymnast. Oh yeah,
1: yeah they they remembered that um they. For Dinah there, like, we made it. Ma- we made her mainly focus on kickboxing. Yeah. But I was like, that was strong. Like, hands for defense, legs for offense. And I was like, I fucking love that. Came through really great. Also, a thing I liked for Dinah was that she, when she fought, she also a little bit lost control. Mm-hmm. Which I just like because it made her it made her feel like stronger and also felt more realistic and felt a little bit less like the very polished fighting between women that we had to see in previous movies. It was like, no, bitch, I'm fucking mad and I'm going to scream at you and I'm going to call you a motherfucker while I kick (laughs) you in the balls. And I was like, yes, bitch. Yes, work. Also, the hair tie scene. Mm -hmm. Practical. I love it. Um, and uh, with Montoya being a being a boxer, mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, Helena being a well trained fighting machine, so it really does not matter what you what you throw her up against. She's just gonna kill people. It's <laughs> beautiful. So choice.
0: Hmm. Yes. So writing, script, and dialogue was it good? Yes. Fuck yeah. Uh, the dialogue in this was wonderful. Oh yeah, it felt so real and not like forced
1: mm-hmm. and just so good oh, Love it Yeah, uh,
0: soundtrack We Considering we listened to it in the car today Yeah, this yeah. soundtrack <laughs> I am not normally for soundtracks that have previously written songs in them, but holy shit this was a freaking bop Hell yeah Like,
1: okay First of all, if y'all have not seen this movie yet and you want to hear my favorite song off the album, go take a listen to the last track on the album, which is uh, Journey Smollett singing It's a Man's 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 World, which is truly iconic (laughs) and so good. Um, Also, even if uh, Even if she's cancelled Doja Cat has a real good song on the soundtrack (laughs) Also, The Jokes on You is a great song Mm -hmm. Ooh
0: Oh, God, so good Yes Uh, Directing Yeah Yeah, I I think so This was just altogether a really well-fucking-made movie
1: Um, I'm trying
0: to think what else she directed I can't think of anything.
1: I will look that up while we continue.
0: Yeah. Uh, cinematography was it well shot? Um. Yeah, this was a fucking beautiful movie. Fuck yes. Oh my god yes. Yeah, in comparison to like previous DC movies like Man of Steel, where it's just like dark and gray.
1: Yeah, and also the fact that this is in Gotham City. Yeah. <laughs> a a a historically dark ass place. Yep. <laughs> this feels so. Oh,
0: it feels so good. Oh, Oh, yes. So Uh, nice. uh, Immersion. Uh, Yeah, I had no problem staying with this movie at all. Uh, Same. Uh, Rewatchability. Well. That was the easiest (laughs) start to give this movie. This movie is just a bunch of goddamn fun. I'm gonna watch it again
1: yeah <laughs> like i i've already watched it seven times and i'm gonna watch it again <laughs> oh man
0: uh and uh last one uh overall enjoyability was it fun or provocative of meaningful thought or emotion Take a uh
1: wild fucking guess
0: <laughs> yeah this movie was a fucking blast and which makes that a 10 out of 10 for us hell yeah uh um this
1: is a pretty confusing 10 dirty- out of 10 <laughs> a little bit clearly journey smollett bell uh delivers 10 out of 10 quality content is yes. all i can say um like she clearly uh, given that our two of our um two of our 10 out of 10s or rather two out of my 10 out of 10s have been specifically with her in it yeah um Ann directed something called dead pigs which see oh it's a hmm it is a Chinese movie that she wrote. This is her first big directorial debut. Oh wow! Zazie Beats though was apparently in that other movie. Huh. Cool. So there's that. But like, I this wow. That's so good. Oh my god. That's so fucking cool. I'm uh, I'm glad that actually. It, fuck. That almost adds another like another point for me. <laughs> that this was like a director's first like big budget like like or maybe not necessarily first big budget, but definitely first like first thing that's gonna be released worldwide and has a budget of a DC movie. Mm-hmm. Um and like like sort of first foray into this type of movie and it's this incredible out the gate.
0: Oh yeah. So good. And, like, it's real weird, because, like, usually, like, superhero movies, like, for me in general, aren't really tens out of tens. And Mm -hmm. this one is very much so. (laughs) Totally. Yes. Totally. Also, this woman
1: wrote Bumblebee. Oh. Oh, bitch. Oh, my God. What? She's on the screenplay for The Flash and Batgirl. Oh. Not the TV show, the movie for both. I'm 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 screaming. I can't. I can't handle this. I can't handle this. This is going to be so good. It doesn't say who it's going to I I mean they don't know who's going to be in it because they don't have anything for it yet. But this is just going to be a great movie. <laughs> like I Batgirl's going to be great. I The Flash I'm a little skeptical about but I'll watch it anyway, you know. Um but that's going to be ugh. I'm more excited for Batgirl than I am The Batman. <laughs> that's just true. Um it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Oof, god. Yeah. Shout out to Kathy on. She's doing good things. And I hope we see another one of these movies. Um, Like, I hope that the next one we get that has Harley in it is a Gotham City Sirens. I really, truly do hope that that's what happens next. And I think that that could happen. And I think it should. There's no reason we should only get one more, one more, Version of Margot Robbie, like the uh, as as Harley. There's no reason we should only have one more of those. We need more. Yeah, like there should be at least four.
0: Yeah, Harley is the DC universe as Deadpool. Like everyone fucking loves Harley, and everyone wants more of her. <laughs> Hell yeah, with all of the good reason. Yeah, she's like, at, okay. There have been
1: there have been so many analyses of this that it doesn't really need to happen, but like. Obviously, she got, like, she's a better character. First of all, she's a better character than the Joker. Let us just simply say that right off the bat. <laughs> In that she is smarter, more ruthless, and a little psychotic. And by little, I mean a lot. <laughs> and, like, that as a combo is better than just the Joker's nihilism.
0: Yeah. Or at least... like it's. Mm-hmm. At least this version of the Joker we keep getting that's, like, written by the Rick and Morty fandom. Uh, v- <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Oh,
1: God. Oh, God. We're gonna get dragged. I can't. <laughs> I'm locking my Twitter.
0: <laughs> I don't fucking care! I'm joking.
1: <laughs> I'm locking my Twitter is my new... um <laughs> That... I know that that's not, like, an actual thing right now. (laughs) But I'm, like, that should be the new, um, that should be the new I'm going to log out. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Um, don't at me. (laughs) Oh, man. But I, like, she's... And she only gets better when you remove her from the Joker, because as a character, she stands out as being as being like just interesting. And also like, yeah, I don't even know that I would say 90 percent of the time that she's evil, especially in this. It's more that she just does whatever the fuck she pleases. Yeah, because she's smart and can. And does some heist because she's smart and can. And like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's actually a a pretty great characteristic. I will note, and I know that I've noted this to you before, <laughs> it is very interesting the number of people um in Gotham with PhDs that become villains.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's telling. <laughs>
1: it's almost like student loans will do that to you. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> dragging sally may on this podcast woo um anyway <laughs> How do i like i i like dragging specifically sally may despite the fact that there are other loan agencies and creditors um but sally may specifically can fuck off um <laughs> anyway i like i just this movie is incredible i i feel like it didn't get its fair shake by a lot of people Either because people had like very sexist expectations for this movie, yeah, or assumed that this movie was going to fail before giving it a shot, yeah. Um, for the simple reason of it stars women and isn't necessarily designed for the male gaze. <laughs> yeah. Also, like the number of men who are like, "She's not hot in this movie," and I'm like, "She's showing." as much, if not more, skin in this movie than she did in the last one. <laughs> I don't understand. I think it's just that, oh, seeing somebody as a full human being for a lot of dudes apparently doesn't actually make them sexy anymore. Huh. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought <sighs> that dehumanization was their kink? Anyway, mm. there was a giant eye roll there, and I yep. hope it was audible. Um. <laughs>
0: God, did you see that one youtubers meltdown about <laughs> parasite winning best picture over joker i
1: did oh my god oh god i <laughs> I,
0: I i posted this wonderful comment on it that's getting a uh, few likes uh because he was really upset because like best because according to him like foreign film shouldn't be up for best picture um Fucking idiot and then I put, wait till he figures out that Lord of the Rings aren't American. <laughs> oh
1: my God. <laughs> oh my God. Also, wait till he realizes that a lot of his favorite shows are probably filmed in Canada. Yeah. Like, girl, like, <laughs> I can't even. It's so fucking funny to me. Also, God. if the studio that's releasing it is in America, which most of them are. Mm hmm. Mm, pretty sure it counts and even if it wasn't if it was a film of note which which is important here Mm -hmm. then it deserves to be on the list so fuck that guy also like oh there's one other thing i don't think we talked about but it's one thing that i know angered a lot of people oh what more accurately angered a lot of white people (laughs) that's sort of important for the context um that is young miss cassandra kane okay typically well one important piece of information is that cassandra kane is i believe the fifth bat girl at a certain point she becomes bat girl yeah which is interesting um her backstory though is basically that she is one mute and two um a killing machine you know really shitty stereotypes that we actually put on asian women all the fucking time yeah so real great to fucking see an asian teenager get to be an asian teenager in the city yeah like, an Asian-American teenager in the city, nonetheless. I think, or, I mean, more is the important, whatever, fuck it, you know, phrase I was referring to there. <laughs> which I think is so fucking cool that we actually got to see her have, like, this wild personality that, like, honestly, given, given any Asian-American person that I've actually met, like, feels a little more accurate to the kind of people that I know who have that identity. And it's just, it's it's a better way to like i don't know it was it was it was nicer to see her this way than to see her than it would have been to see her as just this mute killing machine yeah like why let her be a fucking teenager like she doesn't have to be this murderous little doll like she is in every comic book and actually it would be incredibly shitty had they done that and i think that he- it helps it helps that the director was at one point a young Asian American girl herself. Mm. Probably. In any case, I think it, uh, I think that went really well. I know that that didn't go over with well with a lot of people to which the only other argument that I heard that was fucking great is, Hey, remember how there's like nine different Batman, <laughs> like just nine different Batman throughout like all of, all of the movies for, for, Batman, guess what? We get a we can have at least more than one Cassandra Kane. Yeah, we we deserve, and we can have that. Um, similarly, we can have more than one version of the Black Canary, which we've already had previously, and that was already canonical. So, mm, fuck off. Anyway, there we are. Also, same with Huntress; she has a weird backstory too. But and it wasn't; it was kind of the same as what happened in here. But like. There are also elements of it that weren't like what happened in this movie. Like a lot of elements, but like most of, most of the time her character is not such that she's very socially awkward, but I just like that as a thing. Okay. She, I like her as being mildly socially awkward. <laughs> yeah. And being just deeply uncomfortable around everybody. It's like, I don't know any of you. This is weird also the power of like a movie where women get to fight alongside each other together and like but also still at the end of the day like it fe- like it's a forced thing that has to happen simply because they all want to live um but then also like at the end of it they're able to be like you know what that was pretty great we fought our way out of that and that was fucking awesome and we saved the day good job girls also i don't i, I don't fuck with y'all um like except for the some of them, and then an apology from uh to from uh um Renee to to Harley was just cute. It's like I underestimated you. She said, "I'm used to it," and I was like,
0: "Damn,
1: oh yeah." I was like, "That's sad," but also like it was just cute to see that as a moment. Um, also watching a woman uh quit the cops because they're assholes is very relevant right now. Um, so. Yes. Um glad this movie was a 10 out of 10. It deserved it. Um I'm glad we both decided it was a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I I just like it's such a good movie and I don't like it, it I I it's not like I don't think it's fair to, like, put it on a movie like this one to revitalize the DC universe. I don't think that's fair to put on any of the movies, but particularly not this one. Yeah. Um, because it just is a standalone great movie, separate from anything else, which is so nice and very good, and we deserved it. It's a good romp, it's a good time, and yay. And I am just going to go off on a limb and say it's going to be my favorite movie of 2020. All right. <laughs> And that includes Wonder Woman, because at this point, I don't want to see that movie. It's been pushed back to (laughs) November, and I'm just pissed. Like, (laughs) like, I'm just mad. Like, it's been pushed back. I was talking, data I was talking to you about this earlier. It's been pushed back by a full year from its original release date. It did, that, none of that needed to happen. None of it. Not a single bit of it. We could have had this movie, like, October of last year. The fact that we didn't is horseshit, and I'm angry <laughs> and I'm, I will, I will stay enraged about this because that movie, they keep telling us how great it's going to be, how it's going to be kind of game changing. Now all of the merch came out. So we now can see Barbara Minerva as like cheetah which is a thing they were trying to keep under wraps. But again, if they just fucking released the movie, maybe we wouldn't have found this out before they actually could show us on the fucking screen. Hmm. It's almost like they don't... It's almost like they want to, un for no actual real good reason, rely solely on the revenue from that part, despite the fact that this movie already is going to make bank. And it already has made bank like it's like it's going to even if it's not in theaters, it would make so much money. Think of the sheer number of people who would buy it out of the like Amazon Prime Video like Mm -hmm. thing where they have new releases like ever. I, I don't have a single friend who wouldn't do that. I don't think. I'm mean, granted. I would also just have I buy it, and it would be on my account. And well, more than <laughs> one person has that account. So anyway, fine. But like, still, like it would it would make a lot of fucking money. Probably more than if they didn't do that. Um, and now it's being pushed back because of Tenant, which doesn't even look like that interesting of a movie. Anyway, <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to have a want to watch a fun movie in an afternoon. This is one for you. Enjoy it. Um, Check back in with us on Friday. We have literally already recorded that episode and it has already been posted. Um, (laughs) Like it's by which I mean it is like scheduled and ready to happen um, early in the morning on uh, on good old Friday. So uh, give that a listen when it comes out. And, you know, um, it's. I think this comes out like a little bit near the 4th of July. So if you're in America, I guess happy Independence Day or whatever. I don't think this we... country is bullshit.
0: Yeah, I really don't think we should celebrate it this year.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> like... I don't think we should. Um, but like, very specifically, uh, that That spirit for which we fought for independence, how about we keep that up and uh, fight mm-hmm. for the independence and freedom for all people? Yeah, how does that sound? Mm-hmm. That sounds fucking great to me. me um, too. Yeah, so let's uh, let's hold that energy and uh, hold the day more as a protest day than just a general casual day. Yeah. Uh, be well, my dear favorite listeners, our dear favorite listeners all of you lovely lovely people uh shout out to wouter specifically who just started listening to us um yeah anyway um and uh be well do as much good work as y'all possibly can do turn up to uh i say turn up to some diamonds but that's not really that doesn't work um, fuck, I can't think of what I want them to turn up to. This is actually kind of a problem
0: <laughs> <laughs> turn up to uh it's a man's world by uh by honestly yeah yeah <laughs>
1: turn up to it's a man's world um oh actually, hold on y'all, I need y'all for a brief second to uh to take out your headphones real quick um, and I need you to. To unplug your headphones, okay? You've done that? Great. Perfect. Well done. So. Um, hey, Siri, uh, how about you rate wannabe film buffs a, uh, at five stars on, on iTunes? Yeah, I didn't do that right. I don't know how to activate Siri, but whatever. Let am say, Siri... Leave a five out of five star review on the wannabe film Buffs podcast. Okay, cool. Um, if that didn't work and Siri didn't do it, then guess what? You have to do it. That's your job. Uh, so leave us a five star review um, <laughs> because you know, you love us and uh, you can put your headphones back in. Um, be well, do good work, do much, as much good work as you possibly can. Uh, turn up to uh, journey's mallet singing the first time she's ever sung on um, in a movie at all. Um, also in public at all, apparently. Jesus. Um, right. And I was like, Jesus, that's wild. This woman can do anything. Um, <laughs> also watch Lovecraft count uh, con- country county, whatever. Remember. doesn't matter. Is it out yet? Um, Journey's in it. Um, I don't, it's not out yet, but uh, look out for it and uh, turn up to that when it comes out and uh, stay safe out there. Y'all. Um, don't get murdered that's kind of important um, Oh, also if you guys can and you want to uh, check us out or check me out specifically on the creepy podcast uh, by this point one of my stories will have aired um, which means I can tell you the name of it uh, the name of it is Jeffrey Dahmer is my neighbor uh, so you know go look for that episode in the creepy feed because uh, it was really fun to record anyway all Have a great day, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Yes. Oh, wait. Hold on. There it goes. Ah. (laughs) Ah, our little jingle.